Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer. You know, I didn't want to get in the car. I with Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight. You can find me at Rob underscore McKnight on Twitter. And this is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions, a program, a videocast, a podcast we couldn't do without Amanda Howard, the serial killer whisperer, best-selling true crime author and criminologist. And you can find her at Amanda Howard 73 Hello, Amanda. Hello, Robert, and happy Father's Day. Yes, yes, some fathers uh, stay in bed and get breakfast in bed. I record an episode of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confession. <laughs> it shows our dedication to it, but, you know, as as we know, we're a little bit behind, so it's yes. good to be catching up. Yeah, there's been a lot happening over the last month, so we are behind, so... Uh, we basically just had to pull our socks up and do it. So thank you for your patience, everyone. We are hoping to continue on a regular basis now. It's been a crazy old year this year. There's no doubt about that, Amanda. Absolutely. And, you know, I was on the road because I was at Geelong Jail with the museum and you've been on the road doing a couple of uh, TV spots here and there that we've all seen. So um, it's been busy, busy, busy. So we have been working, I know. Yeah, it's been crazy. All right, let's get into today's case because on November 23, 2018, 76-year-old Loretta Picard called 911 to report that her home, a log cabin on Rock Ridge Road in Polk County, Florida, was on fire. The woman was an invalid and required a walker to move around. The dispatcher took the call and quickly had fire and rescue on the way. The woman's house was set back on a large forested area and this would cook, and this would be an issue according to those who arrived. But where this case will go will have you scratching your head and possibly even shedding a tear. Now, a warning. We are using the unedited version of the call, so some listeners and viewers may want to listen with caution, although details about her address have been taken out. one, what is the address of your emergency? Pardon? one, what is the address of your emergency? Okay, in what city? Okay. All right, and what is the phone number you're calling from? Okay, tell me exactly what happened. I think my house is on fire, and I'm here alone, and I'm on a walker. Okay. All right, I have help on the way. I just have a couple of questions, okay? Okay. She sounds a little worried, but not in any major terror, Amanda. 
No, she's actually quite calm and because she knows that you make this phone call and people arrive, you know. She mm. she said the fire and rescue are on, on the way. She asked the right questions, had confirmed the address. Uh, she she sounds a little puffed out, but that would be more be, because of her age and um her need to use a walker rather than a worry about the fire. But still, you know, you can tell there's a little bit of edge in, in what she's saying. Yeah, well, the dispatch then goes through the next questions from the computer screen. This is pretty standard stuff. All right, I have help. I'm I just have a couple of questions, okay? Okay. All right, just to help the paramedic or the firefighters, excuse me. Okay, what's your name, ma'am? Okay, can you spell your first name? I lose my. Okay. Okay, these these questions are not going to delay paramedics in any way. Okay, what type of building is involved? It's a log house with a tin roof, but it's coming from the roof, I think. I don't know. Okay, I have help on the way, okay? These questions are not delaying uh, the firefighters at all, okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, so the dispatcher, she has said that these questions aren't delaying the rescue. She even said it twice, but she does seem to be ignoring Loretta's anguish and fear here, I think. Yeah, and that's why, you know, it's important to read what's on the screen and get those questions answered and showing some compassion and keeping the person calm. Now, this dispatcher is going through just the questions. You know, yes, they're coming and it's it's just sort of playing out like we saw with the Deborah Stevens woman who died in the car. Um, you know, there is a difference between getting this inf- information and keeping the person calm. And she's just answering those questions, going through that screen, next question, next question, next question. And the important one that she hasn't asked is, is there anyone in the house? Oh, very good point. Very good point. And, and it does remind me of that 911 call we did with Deborah. And I'm sure we'll be making comparison to that a few more times. Absolutely, because what we're seeing is exactly the same thing playing out. These people are asked these questions over and over and over again. They are desensitised to this. They aren't going to be worried about what's happening on the other end of, of the phone. But there is questions that you sometimes need to ask that aren't in that order, and that is what's happening here. She has said paramedics twice and corrected herself to saying that the fire brigade's coming. She doesn't realise that they need paramedics as well. This is an elderly woman with a walker. Mm. Well, for those who haven't heard the episode, the 911 call I just referred to, Deborah, was a woman trapped in her car in flooding conditions and the 911 operator was not listening to the reality of the situation and going through the questions and it ultimately led to Deborah's death. It was a harrowing case that we all still remember here at Monsters Who Murder, anyone who's heard that episode or watched that episode, Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those ones that when I talk to people at events and everything, most people refer to that call. They say that was the most horrific thing they've ever heard. Mm. We've gone through victims and and, and killers and things like that, but these real-life, real-time situations, um, I mean, I've I've got goosebumps now just thinking about it. It's just one of those cases that will never leave me. I know that. Yeah. Look, let's return to Loretta and the 911 dispatcher. And Amanda, you spot something that could have changed the entire call. Let me play the clip and then we'll get your reaction. All right. I do have them coming. All right. I'm sending the fire department to help you now. Stay on the line and I'll tell you exactly what to do next. 
Okay, how many floors? Okay. Are, how many floors or stories are there? Well, it's just one floor. We got an attic. <laughs> okay. What should I do? Okay. Okay. Is anyone trapped inside the building? Well, I'm inside the house. So, Amanda, I guess it's that question you were talking about before. Is anyone else inside the house? Yeah, I mean, we are two minutes into this phone call and she's finally asking that question. That should have been higher, but this woman is reading these questions one after the other. That should have been, hang on a sec, this is an elderly woman who said she has a walker saying her house is on fire. That should be the first question. Are you inside the house? But, you know, mm. we are two minutes down into this call and fire goes rapid and this call isn't that long. So it's just amazing that she hasn't thought outside the square to ask the right questions at the right time rather than name address we know address is very important but she's asking things like it's a log cabin and she said that twice now and we know it has an attic but then she asks is there anyone in the house it's just crazy the way that this um is is playing out yeah absolutely all right well let's continue and see how the dispatcher deals with loretta's answers i don't even know if i can get out okay all right, I have them coming as quickly as possible, okay? How many? It's just me. Okay. I mean, my husband's at the ball game, and I can't get him. I'll try his cell phone. Okay, exactly where are you located? Uh, no, inside the home. Exactly where are you located oh, inside right the now home? I'm in, right now I'm in the living room. Smoke's getting bad. Okay, if it's safe to do so, leave the building, close the doors behind you, and remain outside. Do not try to put the fire out. Do not carry anything. Do not carry out anything that's on fire. I couldn't, honey, if I wanted to. <laughs> I'm on a walker, and I can't hardly walk. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right, well, I do have them coming as quickly as possible. Okay, so just let me know when you see them. Okay, where exactly is the fire? On the roof, I think. Um, the dispatcher, did I hear that right? She just talked over Loretta as she tried to say she can't get out, but I don't think the dispatcher heard it. Exactly. Can we just play that last section again and ignore what the dispatcher is saying and listen to Loretta as clearly as you possibly can? Okay. Okay, if it's safe to do so, leave the building, close the doors behind you, and remain outside. Do not try to put the fire out. Do not carry anything. Do not carry out anything that's on fire. I couldn't, honey, if I wanted to. I'm on a walker, and I can't hardly walk. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, well, I do have them coming as quickly as possible. Okay, so just let me know when you see them. Ah, uh, Yeah. It's interesting. Loretta did, this is a hard one because Loretta did talk while the uh, dispatcher was talking, but there are other bits earlier in that clip where you can tell the dispatcher isn't really listening. She's just going through that script. Yeah. When she said get out of the house, she should have waited then because Loretta says I couldn't get out if I wanted to. Yes. And, you know, and so, but she's going, oh, don't take anything with you. Close all the doors as you leave. Listen, she said she can't get out. So saying close the doors behind you is not going mm. to be an important part of this because she can't even get to the door. Well, Loretta starts to cough as the dispatch continues with her script and you can actually hear the moment that she stuffs it up and makes no sense. 
Okay, is anyone injured? No, I'm the only one here. I'm not injured, but my eyes are frozen out. As long as I can't get out the door. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, what is the best entrance of the building to get to you? Well, either when you come up the driveway, the, the back door or the front, either one. <laughs> okay. Got arthritis real bad, and I've got breast cancer. Okay, I have them coming, okay? They're coming as quickly as possible. Okay. Lights and sirens, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. All right, I'm updating them with everything that's going on, okay? Just stay, just stay with me, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be right here until they get there with you, okay? Okay. Okay, if it's safe to do so, stay low to the floor, close the door immediately. Hang on. We have a lady in an immobile, she's an immobile elderly woman. She's already said she can't move, she can't get out of the house, and now she's being told to get down on the ground. Yep, this makes absolutely no sense. This woman is not listening to what Loretta is saying. She's just going through, that's the next thing to do, that's the next thing to do. She wants her her to close doors. Her house is essentially like an open-plan log cabin. It's not some sort of, you know, three-story mansion it's a little log cabin and so there's basically like she said come through the front door come through the back door i don't care just get here so it's just amazing that they want her to get down low and low low and go 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 and <laughs> that would she wasn't 76 years old and with a walker crazy well loretta tries to do the best she can and things go from bad to worse i'll sit on my walker that's the lowest i can get oh what is that What's going on? I don't know. Something hit me on the head. Okay. Okay, so debris from the fire has now struck her. You can hear the fear in her voice. Uh, I just can't imagine the fear, Amanda. Yeah, she is stuck, and she's basically talking to a robot. This dispatcher, yes, she has to stay calm, but she needs to say, oh, my God, okay, we're sending more people, we're getting rescued. She is trapped in a house fire. She is trapped on a walker. The best she can do is sit on her walker, and, and look, the fire debris is falling. Yeah, and just like the Deborah Stevens 911 call that I mentioned earlier, Loretta actually apologises to this dispatcher for being afraid. Let's have a listen. It was like a drop of water or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I shouldn't be panicking. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It, this is a this is a very hard situation to be in, but I am going to be here until they get right there with you, okay? Just let me know when they're there. Um, I'm seeing now how closely they are to you, okay? They're coming as fast as they can. Okay. <laughs> The one thing I would say here, Amanda, is that I think the 911 operator is starting to get it. Loretta is scared, she needs help, and it isn't coming. But that dispatcher, I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, 
is actually starting to get the situation. Yeah, she is, but it's the fact that she, we, we lost so much time before she asked, are you in the house? Obviously, sure. if Loretta realised her house was on fire and could have got out, she would have gotten out, but she yeah. didn't. And so this sort of tells us that, you know, she can't get out. If she couldn't leave before the call, she's certainly not going to get out during the call. Yeah. And, you know, th- there is is that time that's just going and she's answering, yep, and things like that. Yes, I know she's typing madly in, into a screen and talking and typing isn't easy and, you know, yes, she's been trained by this, but it's always hard and we're seeing this in, in hindsight. But, there is a point that this should have happened. You know, she says, I'm elderly, I have a walker. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, she says that lights and sirens, which is a code to say that that is a top priority, and and, and we use that here in Australia as well. But what is, isn't happening is that we are almost six minutes into this call and the fire brigade's not there yet. I know it's mm. a big county and things like that, but th- this is a lot of time. And she's saying that something's dripping down on her. She thinks it's water. It's actually flames dropping from her ceiling. Okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um, the seconds are certainly ticking by like ours. Okay, I'll stay on the line with you as long as I can. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to stay on the line with you as long as I can. Just let me know when they get right there with you. All right. Can I call? Should I call somebody? No, they, I have help coming. It's possible since you're on 911. They, the phone is probably not going to let you do anything else at this time, unless you have a, um, unless you have like a home phone or something. I know your mobile no. phone won't let you hang up with me and call anyone else. No, that's all I've got. <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned that I thought dispatch was getting a bit worried and I think she's now getting concerned with how long this is taking for the fire trucks to get there. She is, and that's why, you know, she's asking for Loretta to make other phone calls to see if there's someone closer to her that can get to her before the fire brigade gets there. Like, she's even asking that question because Mm. she doesn't think it should be taking this long to get there. And, um, you know, and like she said, because you've rung 911, you you can't hang up, which is a very interesting thing that Mm. I, I wasn't aware of until now. But it just sort of shows that, um, you know, as I said, we're six minutes in, into this call. They should have been at least within earshot and they're not. And she's actually talking to someone else as well, trying to get other people to get on the line and get these um, engines there. Yeah, well, we'll come to that in a moment. But the situation is getting more dire as Loretta's home starts collapsing around her. I don't know what to do, but on <laughs> Okay, I have updated them and let them know. Okay, so now I'm just... We're just waiting on them to get there. They're coming as quickly as possible. Yes. 
just let me know what's going on, okay? Okay. I'm going to get a chair where I can sit in. Walk around. Kind of went away from me. Okay. Okay, so... Loretta is trying to move away from the water that, as you mentioned, is actually flames and debris. She's now lost sight of a worker and is left struggling in the smoke-filled cabin, Amanda. I could not imagine the fear and the heat as well. She would be feeling this heat and it would it, it would be burning around her. If things are dropping, that means it's going to collapse. Like she has, yeah. we would imagine seconds and the fire brigade are not there yet. She is, you know, the fact that she's now lost her walker, as you said, because she can't see it and the smoke, it's just um, there's nothing she, she can do. She is now completely trapped there is nowhere she can go there is nothing she can do to help herself she's now completely reliant on these engines turning up well the fear she must be experiencing right at Mm -hmm. this moment she now becomes even more choked up with the smoke from her effort of trying to find a seat okay i'm sitting down okay coming as quickly as possible. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Just, just let me. Feel like a big baby. No, it's okay. <laughs> is, is is all is the smoke still in the home? Like, are you still filling up? Okay, but you don't see any flames at this time? I can't go outside to see. Yes, but there's no flames in the home that you can see? No, not in the house. I can see the smoke. Okay. But it's all kinds of noises on the roof. I think it's on the roof. Just to make sure this is a log home with the tin roof? Yes. Okay. Just want to let them know exactly. I hope the pine needles have been falling on the roof and my husband's not able to get them down. So I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Right here, okay. Okay. Right there. They're still coming as quickly as possible. (laughs) Back in the woods. Yes, ma'am. They just have a little ways to get to you. They do have to make it a little ways to get to you, but they are coming as quickly as, as the quickly, the quickest way that we can get them there is how they're responding. Okay. Everything is lights and sirens right now. They, they know that it's serious to come quickly. Okay. 
This woman is in a chair. She has mobility issues. She's elderly. She is blinded and choking on smoke. There is no way she's going to be able to go looking for a tea towel, Amanda. Yeah, it just, you know, I know that she's now trying to find things to say to her, but if she could get to a kitchen, usually kitchens are on the outside of a home, like, you know, facing one of the external walls. If she could get to a kitchen, she could get outside. This woman can't even find a chair in her living room to sit down on while there is flames around her. You know, yeah. I know I know that she she's just trying because even the, the dispatcher just then was saying, you know, are they coming as quickly as they can? But she was stumbling on those words because she knows that they should have been there by now. She doesn't and believe she it. Is starting to fear. Yep, yep. She, yeah, though they're doing lights and sirens, she's wondering what, now what is taking them. Yeah, absolutely. And while Loretta hasn't been able to give a um, visualisation that there's flames, the smoke is filling up, that's been pretty clear, and, you know, regarding that looking for a tea towel, as you can imagine, Loretta gives a sassy remark to the dispatcher on that one. If I thought I could get up. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it, Amanda? Yep, that says everything, that she cannot move. She's stuck where she is. She needs help. She's inside a wood cabin you know so it's just basically a tinderbox about to go up mm. and you know it, no i'm just so angry yeah but you know what here i'm not blaming the dispatcher the dispatcher there's a couple of things the dispatcher isn't listening and really hasn't taken in the mobility issues that's the thing that's coming through to clear to me but i'm almost willing to give her a pass because she's more worried about the fact that the fire engine hasn't got there and she's trying to feel time and she's trying to give a woman a hope who really hope is running out here absolutely that that's exactly what's happening we have a woman who is trapped this is not a fire situation this is a trapped person situation hmm. and unfortunately um there is so much going on right now that they are just taking too long i just yeah. i just cannot believe how how terrified she would she would be feeling Absolutely. Well, let's continue and see what happens next. Okay. And what? So, what are you sitting on right now? Like your because I know you're sitting in the dining room chair. Okay. And your walker is away from you. Oh, it's right here. I can reach it, but I don't know if I can get. Okay. For being on the phone. <laughs> okay, I understand. It's hard for me to get up. I usually do okay. I just sit in my chair, watch TV and stuff when he's gone. I keep hearing these noises. So I went to investigate, and I saw the smoke. Wow. 
it's so it's pretty much just hard for you to get up without assistance. Well, usually I can, but I don't know. I guess I'm scared. <laughs> my husband leave me if I couldn't get up. The bathroom and stuff. <laughs> Way, do you know how to put me on speakerphone so you can uh, have both hands for your walker? Uh, um, she's very, very scared here. Interesting that the dispatcher is now trying to come up with ways to try and give her the ability to try and help herself here by putting yeah, the phone yeah. on speaker. Yeah, she's, you know, she's trying to do what she can to, to help Loretta get out because, you know, yes, this could have probably been something that, that she said earlier, but she didn't think that she would need to have this mm. much time to, to try and save this woman because right now this dispatcher is now the only lifeline that Loretta has. You know, Loretta's yeah. husband has has just gone out for a while. He is going to come home to this house fire, you know, and she's concerned that he's not there because usually they're, they're together and this was just one day they weren't together. Yeah. But then help is finally on the way when Loretta exclaims that she can hear the sirens. I wish I knew how, but I don't. I'm sorry? I was had it. Every time I try to do a speakerphone, I get pictures. Here they come. I hear, it. I hear the sirens. Okay, just I'm staying on the line with you until they get right there with you, okay? Okay. <laughs> You can hear the relief in her voice. She knows she's going to be okay. She's scared. But now it's just a matter of seconds before she knows a firefighter is going to burst in that door and save her, Amanda. You can hear that relief, the laugh of relief in her voice. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, to recap to this point, it has now been 12 minutes since the start of the call and Loretta can hear the sirens, but there is a lot more still to come. We listen to Loretta getting hopeful but also more scared as the fire engulfs the home around her. She's yet to still see a fire truck appear. I'm still here. I know. Am I good? Oh, 
Do you know uh, your husband's phone number? I've got it written down, but I don't know it. Okay, or or a neighbor or anything? Uh, uh, friends that live up the road. Let me think. Okay, and who is this? Is this your neighbor's number? Uh, no, that's a good friend. He used to be El Paso. His name is, and what's his last name? His wife is. Okay. Okay, we're going to go ahead and call him, okay? My supervisor's going to call him, okay? Okay. But we do. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. We're going to go ahead and call him. And that is your code? Yes. Oh, I'm so, I forgot it's, that. It's okay. Well, okay, Do you still hear the sirens? No. They may have cut them off because they're getting closer, because I do see that a unit is closer to you now, okay? Okay. Okay, so uh, is do you know if your door is unlocked? I don't let them know. Yes, it's unlocked. Don't worry. Okay, I'm letting them. I'm updating them now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The smoke is now blinding her. She's scared, but she's still very lucid. As we know, smoke can kill in seconds, Amanda. I'm sure Loretta doesn't have much time left here. No, but she she definitely doesn't. And the fact that the trucks are apparently pulling up to her house, though she's saying that she still can't see them, you know, it, it has to be just so terrifying. But relief must be coming too because she's been told that they're there, just that she can't see them because of the smoke. Yeah, look, so far we're only hearing one side of the story and that's the conversation between Loretta and Dispatch. So let's now turn to the radio call between the fire and rescue and hear what's being relayed to them about this situation. At this time, we've got a caller advising there's someone trapped inside the structure. That's about the only additional we had at this time. Okay, so one minute into the dispatch call uh, that w- that went out, they are advised of a person in the house. And then again at the 12-minute mark as fire and rescue look for the property, they're again advised of Loretta's situation. I'll play that clip in a moment, Amanda, but what's interesting here and what I need to make clear, this is now not the conversation between Loretta and dispatch. This is 
dispatch and the fire and rescue service. So this is them advising them of the situation. So let's have a listen to what happens at the 12 minute mark. Rescue 611, we're responding. Rescue 611, come respond in Delta Loma Braden problems, 404 2nd Street North, 1920. Okay, so they know that someone's in the house. They are elderly and have mobility issues and now breathing problems. So they have this information, Amanda. Yeah, they do. And, you know, um, because I do things like this, I've actually read the entire investigation report um, and there was no relay of information regarding a person being trapped inside the house. That's what they said, and we just heard them being told twice that there was someone in, in, in the house. You know, so it's quite unusual that, that they're saying that they had no idea um, because what happens if they do know? Entrapment was related to responding units. However, the source reporting we had entrapment, someone inside the house, was not relayed until late in the response after the arrival of Engine 5. However, reports of entrapment must be verified upon arrival by making an entry into the fire by a caller inside the home reporting, I am trapped. It's a guarantee of entrapment requiring immediate intervention. So what that is saying is that fire and rescue weren't told that someone has said they're trapped. She's saying, um, yes, I'm inside the house and it's on fire, wasn't good enough. They had to have that verified by someone declaring that they are trapped. And so then the fire uh, team would have gone in to see and verify that that was in fact the truth. What a complete load of bullshit. Absolutely. It is absolutely disgusting. The the report, it's it's about 47 pages long. It's, it's not big compared to some I've read. But, you know, the fact that they were saying, oh, we're not sure, you know, we were told that there's an elderly woman in there with mobility issues, that wasn't enough for us to verify and risk our lives to go in and, and double check. Okay, we'll get to that a little bit more later, I'm sure, but let's return to Loretta. The call is out, the team are on their way, and dispatch is still on the phone to her as the smoke completely engulfs the inside of her home. Okay, so the house is filled with smoke, now you can't see anything? No. Okay. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to put the fire out. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, all I can see is that they're getting there. I don't know exactly what they're doing uh, right now, but I do know that their main concern right now is getting to you. Oh, Loretta's really struggling to breathe. She's saying, I don't know what they're doing. This great hope that she had of being saved is dissipating. It's going away. The, the more the smoke increases, the more it's harder to breathe and the more she is left afraid and alone. Yeah, you know, the, the, the smoke is now so thick inside, you know, and she's actually been calling out, um, you know, but the teams aren't, aren't responding. You know, the dispatch is saying, you know, my, my GPS tracker is telling me that they are there. And she's literally saying, I don't know what they were doing, you know, and there's now no sounds of sirens, that there's no sort of, you know, um, 
uh, hoses being unraveled or someone calling out. There's nothing except for the smoke that she can hear. And, you know, she is just so scared of what's going on because she was told they were there, but she's not seeing them. There's no one rushing in, busting down doors. She can't hear it, mm. you know, an axe on, 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 on the door or someone calling out. There's absolutely nothing. Now, look, Amanda, you've been through the reports, as you said, so we know that Polk County Fire Marshal Captain James Williams knew what was going on inside the home. So what was happening outside? Well, um, Fire Marshal Williams was actually taking photos for Snapchat of the fire. Sorry? He was taking Snapchat photos to send to friends of what was going on. He was quite impressed with how big this fire was, and he was sending Snapchat photos. And he knew someone was inside. And he knew someone was inside, and there he is out there as the person in charge of this command. Other engines know that there is someone inside, and he's out there having a good old time, not for the first time and not for the last time, taking photos to share with friends. I may be skipping ahead, but do we have a reason why they weren't going inside? We heard you say before because they didn't have confirmation of entrapment. Is that the excuse they're still living by here? That's the excuse that they used for the whole time. Apparently dispatch wasn't clear that there was someone trapped inside the home, so they thought they had all the time in the world to just take their time and wait for everyone to turn up so they could have a good old party while um, the woman is inside terrified and getting close to death. Well, on that, let's go back inside to Loretta as the power <coughs> as the power goes out inside. Electricity doesn't help the fire keep going. So they cut that off okay. so that way the house won't, like, explode or, you know, anything like that could happen. So that was, that's us doing that. That's not the fire, okay? Okay. Yeah, because since that's a um, conductor, they don't want, you know, the electricity to make anything else worse in the home. They know you're in there. I, I did let them know. I, I, they know you're in there. I'm just going to stand in line with you until they get in there with you, okay? Okay. Until they're able to come get you. They know I'm in here, right? There's no doubt Loretta, Loretta is losing hope. She expects them to run to her and get her out before anything else, but she's in there, unable to walk, now unable to see, and slowly losing the ability to breathe. Yeah, I mean, when this started, she's like, oh, I think my house is on fire, you know, and it took them quite a long time to ask, was she inside the house? Um, But it is now to a point that regardless of if they're coming or not, she knows that it's not long to go. She knows that it is at that point, you know, and they're saying, oh, we've we've cut the power to the the property. Unlikely. The the fire started in, in the roof. It was no doubt an electrical fire that probably started this. And so that's probably why it's gone out because they are certainly not making any, any, possible moves towards trying to get her out. No, but the dispatcher is obviously 
trying to find reasons for what's going on because I think she's as confused as anyone else as to what's going on. Let's go back. Uh, the trucks are on the scene. They've been told six minutes earlier that Loretta is inside. I want to go back to the responses because the team ask again if anyone is inside, and this is the response. At this time, the structure is about half involved. Uh, can you get with a homeowner, see if there's any way they can let us know if there's any people that live here? Dispatch back to command. We advised there was someone that was trapped inside of the structure. Copy that. Engine 6 to 23, what's your ETA? One minute. Copy that, man. When you get here, I need your help up here at the structure. Two in, two out, so we can make entry. See if anybody's inside, please. Okay, let's decipher that. They know she was in there, but now it is about checking. The use of the term was is the use of the term was. Is that what sealed her fate? It is because, you know, as you see, this engine has turned up and said, is there someone in, in, in the house? And the dispatch replied with there was someone in the house. So um, it's just one word that can change it. But he said, okay, well, I'm waiting for more trucks to arrive before we actually go in because obviously they can't risk their lives if there's no confirmation. But they're now playing on that and you know as you said half of the house is now on fire so there's not much left of it obviously only half um but he is deciding now that he's going to wait for others to arrive before they go in okay dispatch continues to talk to loretta as well as others in the command room and then things go from bad to worse Um, let me see right now, okay? My supervisor, I'm going to ask her right now. So Loretta can now actually see the flames, and according to the call, the teams have there been, they've been there for now five minutes. We know they're outside. We know they've had time to Snapchat Amanda. What's going on? 
she's losing hope. She knows now that regardless of how long, that how quickly they can get into the house, um, that they may not make it. She is absolutely terrified. Obviously, you, we, we heard the dispatch then talking about saying that she didn't contact anyone else. That was almost in, in response to that radio call that we just heard saying, you know, have they contacted the homeowners? And it's like, no, because she rung us because the house was on fire. She didn't want to ring a husband who was half an hour away uh, yeah. thinking that he wouldn't beat the, the fire brigade there, but, you know, possibly he could have. You know, she is just now, it's, it's seconds that we're down to. Well, as we mentioned, fire is now visible inside the home. Loretta is feeling the heat rise every moment. Then the unthinkable happens. They are there. Okay. They, I promise they are right there. It's just they have to uh, make their way into you, okay? Okay, but they better run. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, Amanda, can I confirm that the fire brigade never went in there? Yeah, they, they never went in to rescue her. They were outside, but they actually didn't go in until the fire had completely engulfed the home. Right. And what we heard there was the resulting experience of her final moments on the phone call to the dispatcher. 76-year-old Loretta Picard died in the fire that engulfed her home. An investigation was made of the fatal fire only after the Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd contacted the fire and rescue team to express concerns about how the fire was managed and it was noted that dispatcher told the engines on scene six times that Loretta was trapped inside alive. Captain James Williams, the captain who took those Snapchat videos on the scene, was suspended. And then he resigned after other videos he had recorded at other scenes came to light. In his resignation letter, he said the media had twisted the events and that he never put anyone's lives at risk. Well, Amanda, hopefully a very different case next week. We can only take those occasionally, those kind of 911 calls. Um, But I think it's important to... Listen to those and learn from them because it's all about communication when you're trying to save a life. It is. It's all about that, that that team environment. So it's not just the dispatch who's done wrong, but there's you know the fire engines that didn't turn up, that had the wrong addresses or didn't know that there was someone in imminent danger. There are so many different things that can happen in these events that we need to look at them in the hole and not just a vacuum, but, you know, it it shows what can happen if things aren't done the right way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we will have another case for you next week on Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. Amanda Howard, thank you as always. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 